This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. And here you are. You could have been somewhere else. Some folks didn't make it to Sunday. They left the planet on Monday and Thursday. Are you listening? But here you are. The Bible says, let everything that has breath. Have you got any breath today? Are you still breathing? You're still on the top side of the soil. You're not underneath the soil. Well, then you've got something to praise him about. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said it don't take all that. No, sister, it takes even more than that in the day that we're in right now. Because he is great and greatly to be praised. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. I want to say something. I'm going to prophesy this. Uh, In the coming days, beginning today, but in the coming days, I believe even this week, Uh, you're going to see some suddenly shocking, stunning, surprisings by God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we'll watch and wait, won't we? Amen. But those that are looking for God will see God and the devil will just say, oh, it just thundered. Oh, it's just natural phenomenon. Uh, You know, uh, or this or or that, like the Egyptians of... uh, uh, of uh, Egypt when God turned the river to blood. They said, well, there's red clay up the road and, you know, had a big storm and it just muddied up the waters. The world will never see. Are you listening? Are you hearing? But progressively, the things of God are going to get greater and greater and greater, more and more, until there's undeniably evidence and proof. God is God. Amen. All right. We're, we're over here in Isaiah 43. And everyone say, it's a new thing. And new things require new seasons, new uh, soil, new seed, new measures. Amen. But it's a new thing. In Isaiah 43, it says, forget about what's happened. I'm reading now the uh, message by the 18th verse. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That is difficult. It is very difficult because we tend to run the ruts in the road. Are you listening? Uh, of where we've always been and what has happened and the old history. We, uh, God is, 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 well, I didn't see a question mark there, so I don't think it's a question about will you forget about what's happened and will you not keep going over old history. It, it really isn't emphasized as a suggestion The king's edict is forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history because God's done with that. Now, we may not be done with it. The devil may not be done with it, but God is done with that. There is a defining line 
that we have shifted over into yet all last year to be prepared for it. But when we hit January 1st, that was a line, an invisible line in time where the shift was completed, where the door to no more, are you listening? The no more door was closed. So the past on the other side, the past trying to get into the future is facing a door that says no more. Need to realize what's written on the other side of that door. And for us, a door has opened to the new. The old is no more. The new is, some, is listen, brand new that we must be alert, be present. Be alert and be present. To what? Not the past, but the, but the new. The future. Amen. Now I'm going to tell you something. Listen, uh, I cannot. E- I cannot even. Uh, my present is too close to my past to stay here. I didn't. I didn't just get through the door into the more, and the door for, to the no more is closed for me to hang around here and mourn those disobediences. Mourn those mistakes. Mourn what has happened any longer. And the question sometimes is, how long are you going to hang around here? Around the old. Mourning the old. Are you, there's a time to grieve the loss. There's a time, you know. But then there comes a time uh, to get up and get over it. And the only way to get over it is to get up and to get going into the more that is in the future. Because I believe this by the Spirit of God that my greatest days, my greatest opportunities, my greatest glories that I will see of Him are out in front of me. They're maybe not where I'm at right now, but I have had glimpses. Are you listening? In the present for the future. And I'm going to go after that. I'm of the persuasion that why should I sit here in this death trap, this dying place where I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't, but I think I'd rather be damned in the doing because I know this, I am read the Bible in the curse. Are you listening? We are. There, there is a damned in the, in the whatever. Are you listening? But, <laughs> but in the blessing it says you, you are blessed in the doing. So I'm going to do something different than what I did to have this damnation that I'm sitting in. Well, it feels like hell I'm going through. Honey, the answer is don't stop, don't stay, keep on coming on, keep on going, and you will go through hell, but you will have heaven on earth as the Bible promised. Amen. I believe that. Oh, I believe that. I've been through some places. I've been through some times. I've been with some folks. Are you listening? But I believe, you know, we just, uh, uh, we just watched one man with something in his heart from God change the earth. Hallelujah. Because if God be for you, turn to your neighbor and say, if God be for you. And if you're for God, I'll tell you what or who can be against you. 
There's a whole litany and a list. He said, there isn't anything under the earth. There isn't anything on the earth. There isn't anything above the earth. You and God are a majority. You got Jesus. What more do you need? Who else is there? Are you listening? That if God gave you the most precious one, if God gave you the greatest one, and you are with him and he is with you, honey, you're not, he's inside of you. I mean, who is it? The greater one is inside of you. There is nothing that you are going to, be overcome by you are an overcomer more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Be present and alert to that. Be alert to the something new. It's bursting out. Can't you feel it? Can't you see it? Can't you sense it? Aren't you hearing it? The Bible says it's already bursting out. See, don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers in the badlands. Now God said, I am making a way. I'm building a road and I'm making a river in the wilderness and in the desert. Now these are, the t- they're, they're different, but they are descripts that have similarities. And by definition, they are both desolate places uncultivated, uninhabited, unsettled, and unoccupied. And it's such a contrast and a contradiction uh, of both of them. The wilderness covered with dense vegetation and forests, and you've heard the saying in a negative sense that he can't see the forest for the trees. I can't see the bigger picture here because I've got all of these Trees that are shading and blocking and hindering my vision. Also, you can't see the field for the bushes and the weeds. But it's there. The possibility of it is there. The desert is described as a dry, barren place, and it naturally it can... Uh, support little to no vegetation. What a dichotomy. What a contrast and a contradiction here that the wilderness is so thick that you can't hardly get through it in the, in the desert. There's hardly nothing there at all of any value or use. Both desolate, the description and by definition, are a devoid place, a without place. Even in the dictionary it says without friends or family or hope. It's a place where folk cannot help you. Folk cannot understand you. Folk folk cannot come alongside and feel what you're feeling or know what you're knowing or experience what you're experiencing. Anybody in this house today? It's a lonely uh, place. and, And that loneliness, it feels like a place of abandon place sometimes that we find ourselves in where we're alone with our own self, our true self, and we're forced to face ourself. Let me tell you, many are lost in the wandering, bewildering wilderness, and many desert in the desert. I'm going to say that again. Many are lost in the wandering, bewildering wilderness. 
in life, and many desert in the desert. Is there anybody or somebody that doesn't want to stay where you are in the wilderness or in the desert and has come to the conclusion, which is a realization, except God make a way, there isn't any way out. Everybody say way out. See, I'm sent here. I am sent here. I am sent me here to you today to tell you what he say. He say, I am making a way, and that way is a road or a river. It may seem impossible, too hard, too far fetched, too far beyond reason, even beyond belief that would be natural or normal or ordinary. But God spoke and recorded through Moses. And so there are times when God will make reference out of what he already has said. He'll, God spoke and God still speaks from what he spoke then, here and now, today. Moses said, if I go tell them, they won't believe me. What should I tell them? And God replied, tell them, I am sent you. I am the one who always is. I am who I am. And I will be what I will be. My name is Yahweh, Jehovah. I've always been called. I am. Everybody say, I am. Oh, I love it that they, you know, he is Jehovah. Lord God Almighty. La, 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 la. It's a dancing song. Amen. Jehovah who? Oh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah uh, Sid Canoe, my righteousness, Jehovah Shalom, my peace, Jehovah Rofi, my healer, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is a banner over me. His banner over me is love and victory. Oh, I'm telling you, he is all that and more. He's about to reveal himself as the I am the way. I'm the road. I'm the river. Either way, I'm making a way. I know that the circumstances, situations in your own mind may have told you there is no way. Religion might have told you. The society culture might have told you. But see, I am is telling you this day. I am that I am. I am who I always have been and I will be who I will be. And if he says he's making a way, he will make a way. But you know, eh, the way is in the making. That's good news. I say the way is in the making. When, when the devil says no way, your mind says no way. Say no, the way is in the making. It's happening for me now. He is. I am is making the way. The way is in the making. Oh, even when, even when I'm not seeing, he's working. Even when I'm not knowing, he's working. Even when it don't look like, he's still working. Even when nobody else believes it, I believe that he's still working. I know it's working because he's working. Jesus said, I need to work while it's still light. He said, because there's coming a time when no man can work, a darkness where no man can work. But he said, I must work because my father works. He's always working. Look at your neighbor and say, he's always working. 
Oh, while you're sleeping, he's working. While you're at rest, blessed and at rest, he's still working. When you're all tore up and upset, and now watch out for worry. Do not be very cautious of care because care will cancel something. When you go negative, it will cancel out the positive now. Come on, you got to go positive and start canceling out the negative. I'm preaching real good to you today. Amen. Turn your near and say, watch what you say. See, when, when, when unbelief stares you in the face, when the devil starts, when the devil says, ain't no way, when it's in your head, what shall you say? Say, I am. Sent me to tell you. Oh, he still is who he's always been. He will be who he said he will be. He said he's the way and he is making a way. Get out of my way or get run over one or the other. Move over or get run over. I don't care which one. God builds a road. God rains a river. Both are a process. You know, we bring to the table just a willingness to walk it out while he works it out. But you're coming out. You know, sometimes you have to ride it out. Storms that bring showers of blessing, and the showers become streams, and streams become the river, and we learn we got to go with the flow. You'll have to dig a little deeper in this for your own self. See, because you can, you, can, you can either have a preacher who's just making mud puddles, and you drink out of that, well, the Bible says the wise know that wisdom is a deep well and the wise will pull it up out of. Wisdom is a deep well in the heart. Heart of God. But either way, the road or the river, learn. Learn this. We must trust and obey. There simply is no other way. See, a new way a brand new, a a way you never knew, but you can come to know, it it sometimes presents itself in in the guise and disguise of a new problem. A new problem is going to take a new promise for the new provision, a new plan. The new process for the new progress to take you from where you don't want to be to take you to where you want to be, where God wants you to be. Either way, the road or the river is a great project. It's a God project. And it will require a great measure, a more measure of faith and patience and words that actually work. Because you've heard the saying, boy, you're a real piece of work. 
Or ain't that a piece of work? And it's negative, isn't it? Uh, but you know, I'm going to agree, not with the negative, but the positive. Because see, every lie is just a half truth. Because the real whole truth is, yes, you are a piece of work. Yes, this is a piece of work. It's God's workmanship. You were created. The Bible says you are God's workmanship. Created. And I want to just say this. Listen, understand you are a new creation. You're not a remake of the old. Are you listening? A religious remake of the old. You are the new. The Bible says you got to take off the old man in order to put on the new man. See, I'm not going to take a shower, put on my old dirty clothes, then put my new clothes on top of, are you listening, my, uh, my old dirty clothes. Are you listening? And call myself brand new because on the inside I'm new and I had this little, you know, religious exercise of putting, uh, of uh, 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 putting on new clothes, but on top of the old clothes, honey, it's all still messed up and dirty. You understand what I'm saying? You got to take off the old, and it's bad to, you know, be naked in front of a God who sees everything anyway. Amen. Amen. You know, quit sewing fig leaves together and calling that good enough. Not hiding. Hiding ourselves from God, being afraid of Him. He already sees it. He already knows it. He already knows you. He loved your messed up self before you even realized you were so messed up you didn't know you was even messed up. You, you were so messed up you didn't even know how messed up you were. But God, before all that, died for you on the cross. He said, this is a mess, but I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to fix it up. And I'm not going to just layer over the top of the old. That's what the blood used to do of animals and all that. He said, I'm going to cleanse you so much, honey, that I'm going to start something brand new within. It's going to go to the deepest part of who you really are. I'm going to restore you in the restoration back to how it always was supposed to be, like it never happened, like it never was before. I'm going to make you better than new. I'm going to make you brand spanking new. I mean a new creation in me. You are going to be so new. Oh, you won't even know the no new, but I know you. I knew you then and I know you now. And when I look at you, I don't see the old. I see the brand new. When I look at you, I don't see you defeated. I see you completed. I don't feel, I don't see you down. I see you rising up. When I see you, I don't see you sick. I see you under the blood that flowed on that whipping post that every stripe cried out. You are healed. You are made whole. And you just take that for your own self. Quit letting the devil paint the picture on the inside of you of negative and not enough and all that stuff. You need a new image from God. You are made in his likeness and his image. And when he looks at you and he sees the devil trying to keep them old clothes on you and tell you lies that you are the same as you've always been, maybe even worse, let me tell you something. God looks at you and he goes, where are you anyway? Who told you that? Who told you that about you? That's a lie. That's not acceptable. That will not stand. I will see to it that that is not your final answer. That is not who. That's not my image or my likeness. I don't look nothing like the you I'm creating. 
the you you were meant to be. Somebody ought to shout yes in this house today. Oh, honey, you're part of something so much more and so much greater than just you alone. Yeah, you're a piece of work, a piece that fits into the great big picture of people for your life. You will, when you win and you rise, it's not just for you alone. And when you fail and if you fall, it's not just for you alone. But it is for the people for your life. So what, what, what do we do? How do we operate? Well, we pray it forward. If you're stuck, you pray it forward. I said if you're stuck, you pray it forward. If, you're, if all you see is that, get up. God told Abraham, get up. I'm going to show you something. He was in his tent. And the Lord said, get up and go outside. Get up. Get on the move. I got something else I want to. Listen, when you pray, you get up. You can't stay down if you'll pray. If you'll pray, you'll build yourself up. Listen, you can't rely on other folks' prayers. you got to do your own praying. Thank God. Listen, thank God when I can't pray, the Holy Ghost helps me to pray. Jesus ever lives to make intercession. His high calling is our high calling. I forget about those things that lay behind. I press into the things that are set before me, even the high calling of, of, of God in Christ Jesus. Where's Jesus? He's praying. I said he's praying. He's making intercession for you. Listen, you ought to pray for you. Then you ought to pray for those that are in authority over you. Get involved in the government and praying over the government. Federal, state, and local. Why? So that you may live a, a peaceable life. And the only way is peace is they don't know nothing. They're politicians. The only thing they can win is an election. We run this place. We have the authority. We say what is and what isn't. What's lawful, what's unlawful. The church of the living God, the church Jesus is building, is going to walk in the fullness of who he is. And I'm going to tell you what, the Roman government couldn't stop him. He said, render unto them, unto Caesar, what's due Caesar. But unto God, what's due God. This is kingdom come. This is the rule and reign of the greatest king of all. This is God's will and God's way. This is God's dominion. Heard a great man of God say this. He said the reason why we have such a thing, he goes, is because of the carnality of the church. See, See, following the flesh will cost you power. Won't even know there is such a thing as the Holy Spirit. If all you are fleshing out. Just fleshing out. Want to be entertained instead of educated. Want to stay home instead of get up and go to church. Are you listening? Come to, come, come, come to hear a thing. Listen. Instead of know a thing. Are you hearing? Just come to hear a thing. Oh, I think I heard about that once. Come to know a thing. 
Are you listening? We can't be ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. You got to be trained. So that when, listen, so that when you declare and decree a thing, it is established for you. But you can't just, words run this world. And you're a speaking spirit in the image of God. You ought to be speaking God's word. Great faith, speak the word only. I will not speak anything contrary to the word of God. If it ain't the word of God, it ain't going to be on my lips. It's not going to be what I say, because what I say, what I have. Moving right along, don't have time to teach on all that tonight. Come on a Wednesday. Jesus is praying it forward. See, prayer is the power that propels the progress in the process. Prayer is the power that propels your progress in the process. Prayer is the power that propels your progress in the process. If you pray less, you will be powerless. You will have less progress. If you pray more, you will have more power, more propulsion, more progress in the process. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Well, pastor, well, now, no, you. Because as long as you have and hold to an excuse, you have reclused yourself. Are you hearing? You are not a participant in. When you excuse yourself, you recluse yourself. So it ain't going to happen for you if all you do is excuse yourself. You recluse yourself. If you don't pray, you ain't going to have to worry about it, honey. It's just going to happen to you. It ain't never going to happen for you. I'll come over here and preach a while. See, if you recluse yourself from prayer, don't worry. It will happen to you. Stuff will happen to you, but it ain't never going to happen for you. I'm going to come over here and preach a while. If you do not pray, don't worry. Stuff going to happen to you, but, but God's stuff ain't going to ever happen for you on purpose because you and God agreed you were partnering, participating with a God who hears and answers prayer and only does what is prayed in the earth from heaven. You got to pray it out of there and into here. You got to pray up into it. You got to pray all the way through it. And then you got to pray it out down in the earth. It's going to take a little more than now I lay me down to sleep, I pray. The love my soul to keep. It's going to take a little bit more than, you know, rub-a-dub-dub. Thank you, Jesus, for this grub. It's going to take a little bit more than, Lord, bless all the children somewhere, somehow, someday. It's going to take a little bit more than that. Can you turn with me over to Romans? Good God Almighty. We got caught up in the glory and time is no more. I mean, 
it's already gone. Should I, should I, should I stay where we're on the road that we're going to? Or are you happy with this? We'll have to take this up another time, another day. Have you got seven more days to, to hesitate and wait on what you should have had this afternoon? Is there something more pressing in your life, a greater problem than, than, than the problem you're having right now with your faith and your patience and trying to keep your mind focused long enough to pay attention and get heaven's attention to get you through where you're, what you need to be through with? Or you, or you want to keep the frogs for another night? Come on now, somebody. You need to keep them for another night? Or, or, or can we blow the end out of this, uh, can we blow the end out of this time thing that right now I'm going to make another, a little bit more time because I need a little more measure of God. I, I came today. I can't go back out the same way that I come in. Don't leave out the eggs in the, in the bacon of the cake, honey. It ain't, are you listening? Don't leave out the yeast. It's going to fall flat and it ain't going to taste very good. But you know, you can get used to the no bake, can't you? You can get used to, oh, that's just the recipe that we've always done. I mean, you know, 12 o'clock come, we got to run. Well, that's good news. You ain't even near there yet. I got a little while longer. You know, you tricked me, Pastor. You know, the devil will trick you. He sure enough will. I'd rather be tricked by God into something good than tricked by the devil into something bad. Amen? See, the devil will trick you into thinking, oh, I'll tell you, that show is going to, I got to go because I got to watch that show. It, 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 it makes me happy, oh, but only for a little while. See, because you can't call in the name of Lucy. In the name of Lucy. You can't call in the name of Big Bird. You can't call on Big Bird to save you. Are you listening? But you can call that name which is above the name of every name because I'm so far into him. I'll tell you what now. I've learned to run into the name of the Lord. It is a strong tower. I learned to run in there and stay in there till I got what I came for. So when I come back out, I'm not the same one that ran in there in the first place. When the Bible says they knew that they were just ordinary men, but they noted this something special something had changed something was different they threatened them but they stood up and they said we don't know whether it's right to answer you according to this thing but we do know this we're going to answer to God and here's our answer we didn't do this Jesus did it but we're with him and it says they took note yeah these are ignorant men These are unlearned, unschooled, ignorant, just plain, ordinary, despised men. But they have been with Jesus. See, because they were doing the same things Jesus was doing. They were using that name. He said, it's not our own deal. It's the name of Jesus that this man stands before you today. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, there's a name. But it's not a little name that we just flip around, you know, at the end of a, of a crisis prayer. It's a name that we have access, given access by that name to the Almighty Father God who holds everything and everyone in His hands. And at that name, listen to me, doesn't matter, doesn't matter what kind of devil is on this side, what kind of trouble and tribulation is on that side. When I stand up, say, I know where I'm going in the name of Jesus. And you you know what the angels go bow down shut the mouth 
bow down. He's coming in the name. Get out of the way. Move over. He's coming in the name. Get off of that pit. Get out of the way. He's coming in the name. And last I checked, I'm telling you, look at him. He's co- he's Though his sins were scarlet, he's white as snow. He's covered in the blood. Bought and paid for, redeemed, and he said so. Get out of the way. See, nothing can keep me by my own decision and my own will, my own feelings and failures and shortcomings. When I don't know I got a name, when I don't know I got an advocate, when I don't know that the all-powerful, almighty God has a listening ear to me, and all he's waiting for is saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me. Oh, you pray it forward, sweetie. That's what you do. You pray your way out. I said you pray your way out. Romans, the 8th chapter. Just listen. This verse 15, this resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who He is, and we know that we are father and children. And we know that we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with Him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. Shout right there. Say yes and amen. See, the created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the moment, at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. All around us we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout, but it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us. Any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. Say, we are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what's, what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting in the wilderness and in the desert, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, now, now look, he throws so much of this on prayer. In the waiting, we're praying, we're pressing, and God's creating, he's building, he's making. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. But listen, it does matter if you pray or you don't pray, but it doesn't matter if you know how or what. Listen, it says this, he knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition. 
keeps us present before God. Who is he? The Spirit of God. Not an it, a he. A person. The the third person of the Godhead. When you receive the Spirit of God, you're not receiving it, an experience. You will have an experience with a who? A him who's been sent to help you. How does he help me? He knows how to pray. He takes our inability. He takes our inadequacy to know or to understand. He takes, listen, he takes, uh, let me read it in here. He takes our, our wordless sighs and our aching groans. He takes our wordless, we cannot give words to. Words that we understand. Because we don't understand. But he understands. Words that we know. Because we don't know. But he knows. How does that translate, Pastor? What does that mean? I don't know, but he do. I don't have to know. Any part of that that I need to know will be translated. By him, as revelation, I want. I didn't learn that language with my mind. I don't know what that is. That's not a language I learned with my mind. There's not comprehension intellectually or mentally. That's my heart praying. That's the Spirit of God helping my spirit to express what I don't know, but I need to know. What he knows that's going to help me to know. Don't let this be too far over your head. Are you listening? Actually, let it be so over your head that only your heart can believe it. Amen? Forget about your mind. Your mind needs to mind you. That's the problem. Some of you are minding your mind. Any little thought that comes, you just say it. Don't take the thought saying. Amen? Because what you say is what you have. So the devil says, let's get them to say, you're sick. Yeah, I'm sick. Go tell them you're sick. Yeah, uh, let me tell you, I'm sick. Now two of you have agreed. <laughs> now you got the power of two. Oh, call mama. Mama needs to know you're sick. So mama can pray a religious prayer. Mama, I'm sick. Uh, sister's right here. She can tell you. Yeah, she's sick. Mama pray. Lord, if it be, I will. Heal this sick body. You know they sick, Lord. They throwing up. They running at the other end. Both ends, Lord. They run both ends. And if it be thy will, heal them, Jesus. Ain't nobody getting nothing but sick. And more sick. Amen. Are you listening? Put sister on the phone. Sister, did you touch her? Yeah. Oh, Lord, you're going to be sick too. The two of you don't come over here because I don't want to get what you got. Because you got it, you understand? I'm prophesying, declaring right now. Now, you agree with me. Y'all got it. And you're not going to come give it. Oh, we need some Holy Ghost help. And we need some Holy Ghost words. We need some words that we don't know how to operate in yet or understand all of it yet. But he does and he knows and he will help you to operate with it. How's that going? It is by faith that I receive him. 
How do I know I've received him? Oh, he will give me new words to speak. And now listen, it's okay. He will, listen, he will not take control of your tongue, but you will yield control of your tongue to him. He will not control your mind. He'll bypass your mind and cause words to come up from himself out of your spirit, out of, out of the spirit of God in your spirit, and you will speak those words. They'll come into your mind and you will speak those words, even though you don't know what they are. You had no ability before that to do it, before his help. But after his help, now all of a sudden there's a language. That I don't even know. Quote, unknown tongue. Now what they say? Interpretation of that, Lord says, I'm very pleased with your faith, mother. And I'm going to answer what you've asked me to do. I've heard you, and I want you to know today, because I've heard you, because you asked according to my will, you now have, you now have what you asked me for. Expect it. Look for it. Now, I don't operate in tongues and interpretation uh, hardly all of, in 30-something 30, uh, uh, 30 years, uh, 36 years I've been a Christian. But here as of late, that seems to be the, the, the right appropriate gift. Because, see, God's trying to get you to operate with His Spirit. And one of the first evidences of the Spirit of God's infilling and indwelling in you, coming to live and make His home in you and become your trainer and your teacher, is the evidence of speaking with other tongues. And there are many different applications of that. There, it says the Spirit wills. But there is, a private, there is a private interpretation, a private prayer language. Amen. And then there's also this, like that, is a public. Is a public, op- it's just an administration operation of the Spirit of God. Both are appropriate for their, for their intended purpose. Amen. Let me read a little bit further. You still with me? Can you hang for five more minutes? They'll keep you food for you. This is a time of fasting and prayer where, where food is not as important. We have we pressing into a priority and the first things first uh, into, into some spiritual things that will affect natural things. Is a setting aside of natural things to be set apart for some more spiritual things. And if you listen, you need to enlarge and expand your spirituality past 20 minutes. Past whatever your measure was before. Try it. Try it. Turn off the radio. Where they're singing all the kumbaya songs, the latest and the greatest. Uh, there's a place for that. But replace that, at least equal time, at least equal time. Even in your drive time, if you drive 10 minutes and you're used to 10 minutes of praising the Lord, put 10 minutes of somebody preaching the Word to you. Just do it every other day. Get an appetite for, for that, that's, that's a, that get some hunger and thirst in your life. You already got it naturally and spiritually. You're going to eat and you're going to drink. It's just what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. Are you listening? And God's not, not, all he's going to do is remove that which doesn't satisfy and replace it with something that fulfills and satisfies like you never knew before. You've got to feed faith. You've got to feed your spirit. You, you have to work with the Holy Spirit. Amen? 
All right. Listen. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail of our lives of love for God is worked into something good. See, when we allow the Holy Spirit to help us to pray, to give us the right words, spiritual words, see, That is when all things are going to work together for good because of his help in us pray. Because if God doesn't have prayer in and from you in the earth, he has no invitation or access. Are you listening? He has no right to intervene. Your prayer is the open door to God. Your prayer is the, uh, if you will, you know, uh, uh, the congressional resolution, war resolution. Amen. That grants power to the king to move on your behalf, to do whatever it takes to get to you, to get it through to you, to get to you, and to get you through it. Amen. Now, why would we take so much time to do this? Because you're going to need this kind of stuff. You don't need the kindergarten, kiddie pool stuff, are you listening? How many of you are not facing uh, those little kind of problems anymore in your life? Well, it, it, it's okay. Just You ain't going to have to wait very long. The consequences of all the choices of before made it through the door. Amen? Are you listening? You know good and well if you go out there in your garden, you hope. What was in there last year ain't going to come back and come, come up this year. <laughs> you just hoping there ain't going to be more of the same, only more. Only more of the same. You know whatever seed you have sown is going to be grown this year if you don't do some plowing. If you don't get out there and see to it that that ain't going to come up in my life no more. That, 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 I'm going to put the plow in here. I, I, I'm going to get Judah out here, you know, and I'm going to go, Oh, Jesus. Oh, Amen. No more jalapeno of that kind. You understand? No, 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 no. <laughs> you, pry, you plow it up when you pray it up, honey. You plant it when you pray it. You water it when you pray it and praise it. Oh, I'm preaching real good. The Lord has saved the best for last. Are you listening? I plant Apollo's water. Men have to do two things before God can give the increase. Two out of the three are on me. I got to I gotta sow. I got a plant, but you know you shouldn't just plant on concrete. You, you got to plow. You got to prepare. Amen. Did you get anything out of this today? Probably more than you can stand. It's all right. I can feel. I can feel some of it running out of your ears, onto the floor. But we're gonna. It's all right. It's gonna get a river that's gonna get us all out of the door. How many of you need to get some? Of all this turned around for good, working for good. 
How many of you are, are believing that in the end you're going to be called this? Like David said, I'll tell you what, now it's hard until you pray that through. David said, boy, it was good that you trained me. Let me give you another translation. Translation. Do you like that? Oh, God, it was good that you taught me. Hallelujah. No, he didn't say it quite that way. He goes, it, 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 was, it was good that I went through adversity. It was good that there was some things against me. It was, it, 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 it was good that it tried me and tested me to my core. It was, it was good that you disciplined me and you chastened me sore. It was, it was good that, that, that I had to learn some life lessons here. It was good that I had to know that my way wouldn't work in order for your, in order to find the way that your way would work. It was good that I went through that trouble because that turned me around and everything around in my life. And now I'm not there no more. I'm not that same person anymore. I'm not ever going to have to go through that again. It was good. Now at the time it did not seem good. It did not feel good. Just like, just like training in the natural doesn't feel good when we're corrected when we are when we are chastened when we are when we have to when we have to admit I was wrong God all along but you were always been right it was good that you had to bring me to a place where I had to see myself in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw it was good that when you said where are you I was not where I needed to be with you God it was good that you will love me enough to deal with me as a son of a dollar because if you did not deal with me then I know I'm just a little bastard child that I didn't really belong to you but because you took a special interest in me and you gave me some special attention it was good that when you looked down and saw my wrong you said well now ain't that just special I think come on now a couple of you standing up because you're on the other side of some of that kind of stuff. Amen? But some of them are just going to stay sitting down because you're saying, oh, this ain't good. This ain't good. It ain't good. God says if you let me work or work inside of you, you will never have to be in the not good anymore. You'll be like David on the other side. You'll realize all along I was working out everything for your good. All along I was causing everything to come together. I was causing all the evil to be, to be blunted, to be thrown down to the ground. And I was working a greater glory in you that your story would be the one the devil could not contain. I'm doing a great work inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Why you just keep on doing this, oh honey? Because I could feel with every hammer blow. I could feel this word of God is like a hammer. And I'm beating on a wall and this wall is going to fall. We sang a song, a song said, I thought by now this wall would have fallen. Well, I'm telling you, I'm taking words right now. There's a shout coming up on the inside of me. I stood back and been silent and obeyed God and waited until the right time. But I've heard a word from heaven. I've heard a word of the living God. And I've got a shout shout inside of me. I'm shouting that word that I heard in secret from the housetops and that word is going to knock this wall flat that's hell, that's keeping you out. 
where you've been locked up and shut up tight, no one going in and no one going out. I'm declaring a movement today. My words are moving things, lifting heavy burdens and breaking the, the anointing is breaking off this yoke of slavery off of your life. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, I'm releasing my faith today. There is a release. Pastor Sandy prayed. I'll tell you what it is. I'm releasing my faith today in the name of Jesus that there's a receiving in your life that you're going to go out of here changed on the inside and there's not an outside, not a devil in hell outside that cannot, that could keep you from operating in the name and the power of who you really are. You are pregnant with this thing inside, this brand new thing you've been set up. Now it's it's time for you to step up into what God has called you. Step up into that higher thing, that more thing in God. There, I'm telling you, it's gonna, if you'll let it, He will rise up on the inside of you. And no one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. <laughs> Glory be to God. Pastor Ron's gonna come, we'll be done. Oh, I think God should get a praise out of this. I prayed for you. I walked this floor and prayed for you. I pray for people, not for a sermon or for some kind of happen. I pray for people. I pray for you individually. I pray for you corporately. That God's kingdom would come and it would be done. Now listen, and it puts some mileage on where that's concerned. It's not a little Lord bless them prayer. To give God what he wants what he needs. Amen. I don't know, but he does. So we shagalabasata all over top of you all week long. Jesus prayed. The last example of prayer that we have of this kind of prayer I'm talking about in the earth is we see him in the garden. We see him in his own alone place. Matter of fact, on the cross, he said, My father, why have you abandoned me? One man. One man. One God man. Walked that hill alone. In the crowd and in the Chaos, but one man hung between heaven and earth. God's kingdom would come and God's will would be done. But before he got to that, we see him in the garden. And those that he brought with him brought three with him and they were asleep. He's alone. He's all alone with himself. He prayed three times because the Father wasn't with him. He couldn't be with him. No more than he was with Adam and Eve on that day. It's the test. It's the trying of your faith. To see what it really is. And Jesus boiled it all down. He said. Father. 
isn't there another way? Is there some other way? His mind and his heart and and down into his blood flowing out. So much pressure in his physical body that his sweat became blood under such pressure. Which way? Which way? In just a few moments it would be tried again when his disciples went the world's way and pulled their swords out again and he said, don't you understand that at any moment I could call 80,000 angels. But that's not the way. That's not the way today. Which way? Which way, Jesus? Which way for you today? God's way. And understand he's going to have to make that way from where you are to where he is taking you. You've got to build a road. You've got to rain a river. I'm going to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to keep on following Jesus. He said, is there another way? Father, not my way, but your way. Not what I want, but what you want. I don't know, but you do know. I can't, but you can. I'm not enough, but you are more than enough. Anybody in this house today? You may be here and and God's just asking you, there's no other way but to trust and obey. If you put your trust in Jesus, because this trying, this great trying time in your life is over trust. Because the only way, God's only way, he, he must be trusted. He wants to be believed, but he must be trusted. Where every head bowed and every eye closed, Lord, we put our trust in you, whether for the first time or just this time. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Let's declare this together. Jesus, be Lord of my life. I will follow wherever you lead. From now on, not my way, but your way. I want to, Lord. I choose to God and I thank you you the great I am are making the way and I thank you for it in Jesus name amen amen now listen find somebody next door to you tell them say I tell you you're not the same as you were before it took a little while to get you here The first song out said it takes a little time. I want to announce one thing to you. The word little in there. 
Because we'll bring our own measurement to that. Say, yeah, well, it take a little time. But in our heart, we're thinking, oh, God, it's been such a long time. God says, I'm going to put that little. That little is littler than you think. I'm moving that little into a now. It ain't going to take all that long from now on. Amen. Somebody needs to take that home with them. God bless you all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.